The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined today, as always, by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we get into things, I'd just like to give our listeners a gentle reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, this weekend, we'll see Clonakilty GA Club's Ahamilla Complex play host to a Munster LGFA Championship clash for the first time ever as Cork face Waterford on Sunday, May 14th at 2 p.m., we're going to hear from the Clonakilty Ladies GAA chairperson, Yvonne Ryan, in a little while about how hosting the game came about and the historic nature of the occasion. But before we get to that, um, let's talk a little bit first about what has been a controversial topic in the Irish sporting world over recent days, and that is GAA Go. Now, Kieran, you were away on holidays last week, so you're back to a little bit of a, a storm in the, in the GAA world. Um, for those listening who aren't aware, could you maybe give us a little uh, update on, on where things are? Update on my holiday? How I got on in Portugal or update? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure people would be interested in your holiday, so maybe start with that. Well, this time last week I was sipping a Superbock in the new town of Albufeira. Fast forward one week and I'm talking GA Go on the podcast. And I, I tell you where I'd rather be, but you can't rewind time, Dylan. You can't <laughs> rewind time. But um, yeah, the GA Go... This controversy or saga, or whatever word you want to, to call it, it's it's really exploded the last couple of days. Um, so what it is is there's there's games, there's GA games, championship games gone behind a paywall, which is GA Go. So you've the free to air games and RTE, which they have thirty one games to show over the the two codes across the the four provinces all the way through to the end of the end of the championship. So of those thirty one games. 16 of those are already assigned because they're provincial finals, All-Ireland quarterfinals, semis and finals. So then there's 15 games where RT can show um, across the two codes. So they so they, they pick which games to show then. Then you have GA Go, which will show 38 um, championship games. But GA Go is behind the paywall, so you have to pay a subscription to watch those games. Some people availed of the of the early bird deal, I think, which was months ago. So that works out when you were 50 a game, mm-hmm. which seems like great value. But if you wanted to pay for one off game, it's it's 12 euro. So it's basic that that kind of paywall model that we've seen um, so many sports do in, in recent times. But I think what's what's bothering people and rightly annoying people here is while RT show their games, RT are also in bed with the GA Go because they're 50% shareholders in GA Go along with the GA so RT have their fingers in two pies here 
So that's kind of, that is that um that is causing controversy because what we've seen in the, in the last couple of weeks and especially the Munster hurling championship, some of the big Munster hurling games have been behind that paywall. They haven't been on the free to air RTE. Instead, they're on GA Go. So fans who don't go to the game now have to pay to access a game that's behind the paywall. Okay, you could say Sky Sports was almost a paywall of sorts in, in recent years because it is a subscription service as well. But that's because DJ had a, had a TV deal or a rights deal with with Sky. But this new venture with GA goes on, on the go for years, pardon the pun. But this year now with no Sky Sports, the GA decided to go with the two avenues. You're free to air games in RTE and you, then you have the other games in GA Go which is that joint venture by the GA and RTE. So fans, especially hurling fans at the moment, they're rightly miffed about missing out on some crunch hurling games in, in the last couple of weeks. But this will turn too, I think, in the next few weeks because in the first weekend of the of the Sam Maguire Cup, as from what I've seen, there's some huge games on GA go there. You've Kerry Mayo and is it Tyrone and Galway will be behind a paywall that weekend. And they are games that should surely they should be an RT free to, um free to watch because not only for fans of those counties but for neutrals. I'm sure neutrals would love to watch the Mayo Kerry game and, and, and Galway and uh and Tyrone as well. So it's a it's a bit of a pickle that the GA got themselves in for. I, I'm sure they're hoping it's going to blow over like years ago when there was um when when they signed up with Sky Sports first and people weren't happy about that. But um, I'm not too sure I think people are voicing their anger. Yeah, to play maybe devil's advocate, just just briefly, like defenders, or if there are defenders of Diego out there at the moment, maybe not that many, but they would say previously you had whatever number of games on RTE every weekend, some on TG Cahar, but the rest of the games weren't available anywhere. And now Diego, while you do have to pay for it, does give people the option. Let's say if there's a game that isn't maybe build as, as high as some other ones on that weekend. If you're a fan of Cork and they're not on RT, you still get to watch the, the game. So that is, that is, I guess, a positive for people. It is like there's more games now across RT and GA, GA Go being shown live than, than there ever was before, um, which, which, which is a positive. But one of the issues here is this, this thought that GA Go are cherry picking some really, really juicy hurling games and football games coming up to put behind the paywall to use as bait to draw mm-hmm. people in to subscribe to GA Go and hook them into that subscription service then um, like I said some of the big hurling games that have gone behind there the football games coming up there's there's an opinion out there because the GA being our our, 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 our national game and with people paying license fees for RTE and then to find out that RTE and GA, GA are in this GA Go venture together why are those prime games being put behind the paywall? Why can't those games be shown on RTE, whether it's a Saturday or, or, or a Sunday? Um, so that's why I can see why people are rightly annoyed with that, because even though the GA and RTE will say, no, that's not the case, that we can't show every game. And of course they can't show every game. There's so many games at the moment. But why are they putting some of the those really, really juicy games behind that paywall? Like to the, to the cynic in me, it does look like they're putting those games there because they know fans will pay to watch those games and all of a sudden then you're into that subscription service Mm -hmm. and you're going to subscribe for whether it's a game or for the season and so on and that's more money for the for for the parties involved so it's easy to see why 
why people are rightly frustrated at the moment. And it took, I think, Don Logue and um, Don Logue's rent for want of a better word, but it, it was it was a rent that touched a lot of people because he spoke so much truth that that was on the Sunday game last weekend that that really ignited this conversation. And we've seen this week now, we've seen politicians get involved. We've seen Virgin Media come up with their statements saying that they um that they didn't have a chance or they weren't in the running to to take the, the, yeah, the, the rights. They they said there um when Sky Television decided not to renew its GAA rights, the GAA did not approach other broadcasters to ascertain whether they would be interested in broadcasting these games, but arbitrarily decided to put them behind a paywall. Um, RT have since rejected that, said that Virgin was afforded the chance to bid on broadcast rights from the outset, uh, but failed to table an offer. So it's a lot of uh, he said, she said out there. And I guess one thing maybe that, that is difficult to, to manage from RT's side of, side of things is the fact that they have an obligation as a national broadcaster to broadcast not only GAA but all the other sports yeah. and it's something that if you listen to League of Ireland fans they have long been going on about the fact that League of Ireland doesn't get a fair chance on RTE so when Virgin do point out that that there's too much sport to show on RTE they are kind of right in a sense like you can't unfortunately unless they they bring out an RTE sport TV channel um, there's too many Fixture clashes, you can't show everything. Can't show everything. Yeah. And, like, and RT do show a lot of rugby as as well between the rugby, the soccer and, and the GA. But I just think it, it's the optics, it's it's the fact that GA Go is this fifty percent joint venture between RT and GA the GAA that just has, has muddied the waters a bit because of those prime games being put behind the paywall. Is it going to change? Not this season. Will the will the parties involved learn lessons going into going into the future years, future seasons? maybe but this could just all blow over this could mm-hmm. be a storm right now and in a couple of weeks time people are moving towards the business end of the the various championships which will be on free to air maybe what went on these weeks will be forgotten so it's going to be interesting to see how it's played out but it's certainly been like you said there he said she said it's been messy the last the last couple of days with the like i said with the, the various tv stations the ga coming out with their statements so many pundits and analysts coming out with, with, with their feelings when you see politicians weighing in as well um you know okay there's well we know why the politicians are weighing in because they're trying to kind of win win over win over their various voters um so it's just going to be going to be interesting it's a it's a sag and a controversy that the ga could have done without because it is kind of shrouding the the, the championships at the moment most of the stories this week are about GA Go, not about the big games coming up this weekend. The narrative will change towards the weekend when you have the obviously the Ulster Leinster football finals and 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 big games in in both codes in, in every province. Um, but now for now, fans just have to you have to decide: Am I going to pay that twelve euro to watch Mayo Kerry on the week the first weekend of the the Sam Maguire? Am I going to pay to watch Galway and and Tyrone? That's a choice that fans have to make. But I just feel it's unfair that those prime games are not on RT and they're not free to air because they, they basically should be. Yeah. And a, a game, you mentioned there, the, the Leinster Championship, that will um, people in Cork will be keeping a close eye on that because obviously the, the loser of that will go into Cork's group for the Sam Maguire mm-hmm. um, this summer. And we, it was confirmed last weekend that Kerry will be joining Cork, Mayo and one of Dublin or Loud. You weren't here last week, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on 
the group draw from a Cork perspective? Tough. It's it, it's it's tough. Like you can't you can't um, you can't wash over it. It's Cork could have got an easier draw here, but they didn't. The football gods haven't been kind to the rebels. So with Kerry's big win against Clare in the Munster final last weekend, that confirmed Kerry in Group One. We knew that Mayo were there along with Cork and. Also, it'll be the loser of the Leinster final between Dublin and Loud on Sunday. And it's worth pointing out that in Division 2 of the league this year, both Dublin and Loud beat Cork. So Cork are going to be one of the outsiders um, in, this, in, in this group one. What helps is that three teams will progress. So three out of the four teams will progress. The top team goes through to quarterfinal and they get home advantage, while the second and third place teams go through to preliminary quarterfinal. So effectively Cork need to win probably one game to give them a, a chance of progressing the first game up will be away to the either Dublin or Loud and that'll be tough even if it's away to Loud Cork lost there in the league like I said only a couple of weeks back and well, Cork's away form as well it can be a bit patchy can't it? It can yeah, yeah. Hart is loud going, is loud going well so that, that'll be a tough opener for for Cork but it's also probably the best opener um, that Cork could wish for I'm just basing this the fact that I think Dublin are going to beat Loud in the Leinster final. So I think it will be Cork away to Loud in that opening weekend. And that's probably the, the best opener for Cork because it's one of the more winnable games in this group. Because after that game, then Cork have a home game against Kerry in Park at Cueve. And that's the June bank holiday weekend. So it's either down for the third or the fourth. It looks like it will be Saturday the third because the Cork City Marathon is on the fourth. So I can't see two big events in the city on the one day. And Cork carrier from Parky Cueve, while of course it'll be a great occasion. And go back a couple of years ago in their last championship meeting in Parky Cueve, Cork beat Kerry in the 2020 Munster semi final. Mark Keane with that late goal. But you'd have to think, well, you not have to think, you'd know that Kerry would be big favourites going into that game. They are All Ireland champions and they started the show against Clare that they're, they're starting to find a bit of form and starting to, 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 to stretch their legs. And then after that, it's Cork and Mayo in a neutral ground. I think it's the weekend of the 17th and 18th. So if you're Cork, you don't want to be going into that game off the back of, of two defeats, looking for a result against a pretty, pretty good Mayo team as well. So like I said, the football gods haven't been kind. But on, on the other hand, if Cork want to climb that ladder and they want to mix it with the big boys, and if Cork want to eventually get up to Division 1 and reach the likes, the levels of the, the Mayos, the Kerrys, the Galways, the Tyrones, they need to compete against these good teams and they need to start getting results against these good teams too. So it's going to be a great chance to see for a Cork Gar in comparison to Kerry, the best team in the country, to Mayo, one of the top teams in the country over the last couple of years and against a pretty handy low team as well. So the draw could have been kinder, um, but Cork just have to knuckle down now and get on with it. Yeah, time will tell and we'll obviously find out this weekend whether it is Dublin or Loud. Um, in that draw. And any loud fans who listen to this podcast who are annoyed at me, um, you can get on to me next Sunday evening on Twitter or Monday if you do manage to overturn the dubs, which won't happen. That's a sport at southernstar.ie for anyone who does want to get in touch. Uh, just very quickly before we take a break, um, News of Sounds Jane Buckley, Jane Buckley was recently named Athlete of the Year um, for a female student athlete from an individual sport at Providence College in the US. And we wanted to take this opportunity just to highlight how well she's been performing across the water. Kieran, US college athletics is as high a standard as you can get, really. Um, huge. It's huge, and she's performing brilliantly over there. Oh, she did an incredible first first year. Her 
her freshman year at Providence College. Jane only moved over to the US, it was mid-August last year, she got a scholarship with the college and pardon the pun here, but she hit the ground running. I was going to go through quickly some of her big results from her first year with Providence College. At the end of last year, um, she won the, the women's 6K in the Big East Cross Country Championship. And this was a huge result for a number of reasons. She became the first Friar freshman, and a Friar is someone from Providence College, to win this race. And only the second freshman in conference history to actually win this race in the Big East. And I remember at the time reading Dylan that the previous freshman winner was back in 1982, mm. which was well before Jane was even born. Yeah. So that was a, an incredible achievement in itself. And um, just recently as well, she was part of the college's four by 1500 meter team that won uh, gold in the Champions of America division at the prestigious Penn State Relays. She also um, she finished. She she came third in the NCAA Northeast Regional to lead the Friars team to a first place finish here, and she also finished 49th at the NCAA Cross Country Championships, and that was the highest place for a Friar since 2015. She won the 3,000 meters at the Friar Invitational and set the personal and facility record, and so she really has has made it, she's turned heads in the States, like you can't see it any other way. So Jane, a new sister athlete, she started her journey with Bandon Athletic Club, then she moved on to, to Leeville. She earned her scholarship to, to, to Providence College. Even go back to the end of last year, December 2022, where she finished fifth in the under 20 women's race at the European Cross Country Championships, which was a huge improvement on the year before. She was only 18 seconds off the winner at the European Championships in Turin. In December too, so she's a, a young athlete and she's moving forward in her career pretty quickly. So huge congrats to to Jane to win this award, the college's female athlete of the year for individual sports award in just her her first year there. I think it's a, a sign of bigger and better things to come in keeping West Cork athletics on the the sports pages of the staff. Yeah, exactly. Long may it continue. Now we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be hearing from Yvonne Ryan about this weekend's big game in Clonakilty. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, Cork must overcome Waterford in Clonakilty this weekend to secure a Munster LGFA football month. Let me start that again. Now, Cork must overcome Waterford in Clonakilty this weekend to secure a place in the Munster LGFA Championship final following a terrific comeback against Kerry last weekend. They scored 2-4 without reply in the dying embers of the game. And you've been speaking, Kieran, to Yvonne Ryan about uh, Clonakilty's uh, Ahamilla Complex hosting the game this week weekend. Yeah, huge occasion for Clonakilty GA Club, huge occasion for West Cork GA in general. So this is the first ever Munster LGFA Senior Championship game on West Cork soil. 2pm throw in, in Clonakilty on Sunday for Cork take on Waterford. Like you said, Dylan, there's, there's a lot on the line. Um, Cork need a win. To get through to the Munster final, so it's it, it's a game with a with, with a carrot on offer for both teams because this is a pretty good Waterford team making the long trip down as as well. But just the occasion for a second to have an intercounty game here in West Cork is brilliant, and hopefully there will be a big crowd in Ahamilla on Sunday to, to watch this. 
first off to support the Cork team because they need support against a good Waterford team but second off just to highlight the huge fan base the GA fan base that we have here in West Cork and especially when it comes to ladies football over the last couple of years you only have to rewind back to just only a couple of years ago now since the now defunct West Cork team won the county senior football championship and we've seen so many West Cork clubs on the rise in, in the last couple of years you look at the likes of, of, of Castlehaven and, and Clannacilty and Kinsale, they're all up in the in, in the senior ranks. You've Donnie's, you've O'Donovan Ross, uh, Tide McCord, Bendon. They've all done I've I ladies, uh, they've all done great things in, in the last couple of years. So ladies football is thriving in, in West Cork at the moment. It's it, it's really strong. And even on, on Tuesday night, um Clannacilty won the under 21B Cork LGFA final that they beat Kinsale. There, like Ashley Maloney got two goals in, in that game. So again, it was a West Cork team, West Cork ladies football team doing well at, at county level. So now we have a big ladies football game right here in West Cork in Ahamilla, which is a superb setting for this game. Anyone who's never been to Ahamilla, shame on you first, shame on you. But Sunday is a great chance to just to pop along and just um just see the fantastic facilities that Clannacilty GA Club have and then to take in a top class game as well with the best footballers in in the county because it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a cork game that's building under shane running um the cork ladies haven't won an all ireland since 2016 they've come close in a couple of years since but there's some really good players and we have some local uh, local stars there as well the likes of jewel star libby coppinger from st Columns, the likes of melissa duggan and an all-star from from donnie's you've laura mahoney um, just over the road in in skibbereen and they're just some of the the West Cork players that are on the, the Cork panel at the moment. So just hoping it's going to be a huge success. I really do. Once the weather gods play play ball, and you'll hear from y- Yvonne Ryan um, in, in a second now, but Clannacilty are so excited about this game. They're going to put out all the stops to, to make sure they put on a, a superb show, and no doubt they will. And hopefully Cork will get the result to complement what's sure to be a fantastic day. Delighted now to be joined on the podcast by Clan Ladies GA Chairperson Yvonne Ryan to chat about a huge weekend for the club hosting Cork and Waterford in the Munster Ladies Senior Football Championship this Sunday. So talk to me first, Yvonne. When did the club first hear that this was actually potentially in the offing? Um, well, I suppose it was a few weeks ago, Miriam Forbes um, rang me and asked me, would we be interested in hosting it? Now, as a club and ourselves, obviously we had no hesitation whatsoever. So I approached um, Dennis O'Sullivan, the chairperson of Clan GA, um, straight away and again, straight away, no hesitation, thought this was a fantastic opportunity. It's, a, it's actually a historical occasion because we've never held anything of this magnitude or importance um, in Ahamilla. We've held, we've held Munster Sevens there before, we've had the Cork Senior Ladies training, but we've never had an inter-county match so the minute I brought it to their attention, they said, absolutely, there was just no hesitation. This is a huge honour for Clannacilty because we all know here at West Cork, Ahamilla, it's mm. almost the crown jewel of the club ground, such a fantastic facility. And this is mm. the opportunity to showcase it to a wider audience. Oh, absolutely. We have fantastic facilities. And obviously, as a club and as a GA, we're very proud. Um, I suppose maybe sometimes it's not often used enough. But when, when we get the opportunity, we're obviously going to take it. So we're just delighted to showcase Clannacilty, Ahamilla, everything. West Cork, as, as what it's known for. 
Oh, it's brilliant. And talk to me, so Yvonne, about the logistics involved in staging a match like this. What's it been like the last couple of weeks? <laughs> uh, it's been quite busy now. There's been lots and lots of phone calls, lots of work going on behind the scenes. But we have a great community spirit. And between the GA, obviously, we I, I attended their main meeting Monday night. But there's a lot of work. So uh, between all of us, we have a schedule. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So from even cleaning the complex to sorting it out to... Uh, we were trying to get somebody maybe to sing our national anthem, which we have secured. Um, so Isabel Moore, the Carberry and Munster score uh, girl, is actually going to sing the national anthem. So she's extremely honoured. Um, we are actually having under eights um, doing a little exhibition at halftime. So the five clubs that have representatives on the senior panel have all been asked to bring a little panel of um, their under eight girls. And then we being the host. So we're going to have a little go games with six clubs playing at halftime. Um, obviously, we're going to put on our club shop. There's going to be food. It's the logistics of a meeting room, um, the dressing rooms, the clean of the commons, car parking, stewards. There's there's just a lot to be done, but that's that's all in hand. Well, like you said there, it, this is a club effort. It's a community effort. Everyone's pulling together. Absolutely. You know, and there'll be no stone left unturned. No stone. You know, we, we all have a schedule going out Friday evening, Saturday evening. We want to obviously, you know, so much so that they've decided to close the main pitch for the week in preparation for this now because oh, they want to show, they want to showcase Ahamela at its best. Because like I said, like the, the facilities at Clangier have our second to none and they compare with the, with the best clubs in the in, 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 yeah. in, in the country. So hopefully Touchwood all going well on, on Sunday. It could actually open the door to further opportunities for the club going forward. Well, hopefully, hopefully if this is successful and hopefully it'll be a memorable occasion that you wouldn't know that hopefully we might be approached again um, and if it runs well. But I hope it will. We have lots of help on board, lots of stewards. You know, we've been on to Munster Council, you know, the timing that they're arriving, the girls that are arriving, what they need. So hopefully now we have everything in hand and um, all will go well. All we want now is the weather on Sunday. Hopefully the sun will shine on us. Hopefully the weather gods will play ball. Will... Oh. As well, it's so important that this match is here in West Cork because over the last number of years, ladies' football in West Cork is taken off. It, it's incredible the success the local teams have had. And just while I have you, congrats on the gone <laughs> under twenty-one ladies. Tuesday <laughs> night had a brilliant win against Sale in the in, in in the county final, and yeah. obviously our West Cork players on the team, Melissa Duggan and Ticket Straight Away, the likes of Maybe yeah. Carpenter and so on. So the help that gives you, yeah, yeah. There's five girls now, I think, on the on the panel, they're saying. We've the Kylies, we've Kate Redmond from Kinsale, Melissa Duggan, Laura Manny, Melissa, you know, so and Libby. So that's why those clubs have been invited to bring their little girls. So I think it's great for the West Cork representatives to be in their local division, playing in Ahamilla. And so many girls at underage. Our club is growing. We've over 300 members now in our ladies football alone. So just for the girls, they look up to these girls. They're inspired by them. So even speaking to Munster Council yesterday, they're expecting a huge crowd and a lot of young girls and families to come out and support, you know, the ladies at the weekend. Just on Clan Ladies GA for a second, like you said, there are almost 300 players registered. Yeah. Have you seen that huge upsurge in recent years? Yes, it's just, it's absolutely growing. And I think, you know, this is a great opportunity to promote ladies football, especially in West Cork. We see our numbers growing um, each year. We have so much so... You know, we have 312 teams entered in the league, 214, 216, minor in West Cork. We'll have our junior and adult. As I said, we had under 21 last night, which we won, um, which is fabulous. 
And then so much so because it's growing, we've quite a few girls, you know, gone through the years onto inter-county panels and we still have, we have three girls on our minor panel this year. So, you know, it's great. And it's great for those players to see the Cork footballers at the senior level play in Clan on on Sunday. And it's at 2 p.m. throwing on Sunday. So what's the advice to fans? Get there early? I suppose get there early. Now we we're you know have a system in place with our parking. We're probably going to open the new field next door for parking. Um I think the plan at the moment is obviously players and management will all be arriving early. They'll come in, they'll be parked at the back of the complex because they'll be last out. So we'll have a whole system in place. But yes, get there early. There'll be plenty of car parking stewards. You know, if we have to open another field, we will. Um, but uh, as I said, we'll fill the complex first and then go into the field next door. But yeah, two two o'clock uh, throw in. Obviously, Cork and Watford are hoping to arrive around 12. Um, but I suppose supporters will be coming from whatever, one, half, one onwards, maybe just to see a bit of the warm up, see how they do. And then two o'clock. How much are you looking forward to Sunday, Yvonne? Oh, it's fantastic. Like it's a very, it's a great honour and a privilege as chairperson like to be hosting this and um, there's a great buzz around Um, it's just it's fantastic and as I said if we can promote ladies football in West Cork and hopefully further afield and showcase the facilities we have well then what's not not to like about it like it's great that's brilliant it's a huge honour for for Clannock Guilty and like you said earlier hopefully we get the weather and hopefully we'll get the, the Cork win as well Yvonne and oh well that's the other thing as you say because it's a must win for both teams so it's a very big game on Sunday for them to progress so um, hopefully the support will be there that's it because there is a lot on the line like it, it's a game Cork need to win if they want to get through yeah. keep keep going in Munster and, and it's a it's a good water for team as well so not only yeah. you add everything in it's all the ingredients to be just a wonderful wonderful occasion on Sunday exactly hopefully it will be a good game and it'll be an exciting game and as you say hopefully we'll come out on the right side of it so I wish you and everyone involved the very best to look on Sunday Yvonne and no doubt it's going to be a huge success Thank you very much and thanks for the opportunity. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And now it's the time of the week where we go through this week's Southern Star Sport. Kieran, can you give people an idea of what's in the paper? This week has a bit of everything from Clona Duke in Greyhound Racing to the first harness racing uh, uh, event of the year that was on the, the weekend just gone to soccer. There's a lot of lot going on into the West Cork soccer scene at the moment. The West Cork Academy under 15 team are through to the national trophy final. They had a superb win the weekend just gone and they're, they're playing the final in Kilkenny this weekend. So the best look to them while the West Cork under 14 Academy team won all four games and a, um, Clare Cup, a cup competition in Clare last weekend. While the West Cork League is also progressing at pace at the top and bottom of the Premier Division, we have a report from Castletown Celtics 3 to win against Clannacilty, which has kept them alive in their effort to stave off relegation. And, and they'll find out this weekend, depending on Skibbereen against Dunbanway Town, how many teams are involved in the relegation playoff. While at the opposite end, Drina Rangers just need one point from their final league game of the season against Bunratty at Sunday to be crowned league champions again. So all that is in Thursday's Southern Star. Course of Lords of GA. We have two pages on the county leagues alone, including reports of Clannacilty's 
latest win in Division 2 that sees him top the table while Castlehaven came up short against Nemo Rangers while we also have a comprehensive roundup of the other West Cork teams involved and also a lovely picture of the new Carberry Rangers away jersey and it, it was the stylish Rangers they won their second game in a row um, in the league last weekend uh, they beat Valley Rovers so maybe this this new good looking jersey I, I like the look of it um, got to see Torres start to see what it actually looks like Maybe it's a lucky omen for Seamus Hayes' men. Also have a, a report from Goline and Winterborough in the open round of the County Junior B Football Championship. A nice local derby there where Goline took the bragging rights. But we also have a roundup of the rest of the, the action from that championship as well. Obviously, the Cork Curlers had a dramatic comeback to draw against Tip. We have reaction to that. Holly O'Sullivan's column this week is asking, will we see Cork innovation for their next football game when they're out in the Sam Maguire Cup? He just goes through various teams, how football has evolved over the last couple of years and how some teams and managers have innovated football. So he's asking, will we see something different from Cork in a few weeks' time to surprise our opponents and keep them on their toes? We'll just have to wait and see. So with that and a lot, lot more, it really is a packed, a packed Southern Star on, on Thursday. And we also have a big spread on the Clannacilty Hockey Club. Had huge success in the Maybank holiday weekend. They captured two cups, Division 3 and Division 6 at Munster level. So there's that and a lot, lot more. So there really is something for everyone in Thursday's there. Packed as always. And in the main section of the paper, we also reveal the May monthly winner for the New Look 2023 West Cork Farming Awards. There's also a personal finance feature featuring tips on how to... Save money during the cost of living crisis. Those come from Sinead Ryan of News Talk fame. So something there for everyone everywhere as well. And as always, if you're further afield or can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star e-paper and get the Southern Star on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week. So that's a great deal with all the content that's in there this week and every week. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back with you next week.